Welcome to the Bippity Boss Podcast. My name is Alexis Boyette, and I am a character entertainment specialist, business expert, and six-figure entrepreneur. I am obsessed with helping you achieve financial independence in the industry of magic. If you are looking to massively up-level your business, your life, your finances, your productivity, and your success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything your heart desires. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and the teachings that you need to create the business and lifestyle of your dreams. I know you will get so much value from these interviews, so thank you for pushing play today, and now let's begin. Hello, beautiful queens, and welcome back to the Bibbity Boss Podcast. I am so excited and honored because today we have a very special guest with us. We have Courtney with Fairy Tale Princess Visits in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Courtney, how are you, my love? I'm great. The sun is shining, which is good. We have a lot of rain here lately, so, you know, sunshine's always good. Amazing. Well, I'm so happy to have you on here. So just to kick things off for all of our listeners, tell me a little bit about you and how you got started in the princessing world. It's a long story. I'll try to minimize it as much as I can. Not minimize, but keep it short. Uh, so, uh, I would say I'll, I'll tell it in reverse. Cause I think that's the easiest way to do it. Um, as far as having the actual business, um, it was a complete accident. Um, I was at the time, uh, had been a theme park performer, a singer, dancer, um, at theme parks all across the United States, uh, cruise ships and regional tours and things like that. So it was definitely a singer dancer who'd worked a lot with wigs, who'd worked a lot with makeup and costumes. It was just the world I was in. Um, and prior to that, um, I also, um, had been, you know, all through high school and college, uh, studying art. So I do portraiture and I do murals and I do, um, very sort of pho- photorealistic artwork. And I've been doing that for a long time as well. And um, those things married together very easily to give me this accidental business I wound up with. And so basically what had happened was from the age of 20 to about 30, I was living everywhere but here or anywhere. I did not have a home base. I'll just say that. Like I, I was a gypsy. I was living in California. And I'm sure you know what that's like because it seems Same like same. you're... everywhere, which is awesome. And I love to travel. So I got to be in Colorado and I got to be in Tucson, Arizona, and I got to be in California and um, Michigan and Boston and Florida and just, you know, all these places. And um, once I got to be about 30, I came back to Pittsburgh, which is where most of my family lives. It's sort of like the home basiest of all the places. So uh, my my friends, my family were having children and I thought, you know, I can keep doing what I'm doing, which I love, but I also kind of want my nieces and nephews to know who I am. <laughs> I'd love to know them. So I came back to Pittsburgh just to be closer to my family. And, um, and I decided that when I came back, I would perform peripherally, peripherally, there it is. <laughs> and, um, and I would focus on art full time. So I became a graphic artist. Um, I was working in our cultural district, like making, um, working with like Broadway companies, doing the show programs for the shows that came through town, the posters, the marketing for festivals and just all the things. Right. So while I'm doing that, this is the, this is the fast version. I promise. While I'm doing that, two things happened. I had, um, 
I had coworkers that would say, hey, um, you used to work in the theme parks. Do you know a Cinderella? And I'd say, I know the Cinderella. Would you like her number? <laughs> that became a thing. Um, and then the other thing that happened was um, I had a, a good friend of mine who who does like she has a like the biggest face painting empire in Pittsburgh. And she's a good friend of mine. I, fa I face paint as well. So we knew each other because she'd pull me into a lot of different gigs with her for several years really good person and um she said to me we should do a princess ball like down to nowhere and i said no <laughs> because at the time i was married i had two young stepchildren that i you know being the, the de definitely momming it out like every other day so i mean i'm running the kids from school to practices and making the food and da -da 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 -da. and i'm face painting on the weekends occasionally and i'm still performing occasionally i'll be in a show here i'll do a quick you know corporate event show there so um and my husband was in theater also which just meant he was at the theater and crazy hours and you know so I was like, when, when, when is this princess? Like, this is not something you can just do. Like, I was like, this is like, you need attention to detail. It's like, if you want to do it well, which like, I didn't want to do it if it wasn't going to be done well. So I said, if you want to do it well, like it takes more time than I currently have right now, you know? And she worked on me for about six months. And finally, I said, fine, fine, we'll do it, we'll do it. And I said, we'll do it once a year. It'll be a once a year thing, if it even works. <laughs> there hadn't been, this is like going back about 10 years now. So I know there's, I mean, I feel like these princess superhero entertainment companies, uh, they feel a far a lot more prevalent now than they did 20, 10 years ago. There wasn't a lot of action, especially in the city. There wasn't much happening. Um, so I thought, uh, okay, fine. I said, we'll, we'll try it, we'll do it once. If it goes well, I had no idea. I said, if it goes well, uh, maybe an annual thing, because that's all I have time for, right? So we do the princess ball, the Pittsburgh princess ball, which we've done every year since, aside from COVID. Um, and um, so here's what happened. The very first princess ball we did, um, we made it very, you know, it wasn't just a parade of princesses. It wasn't like a glorified meet and greet, which is fine if that's what you're into. But being that I have a lot of theater strings, we wanted to make sure that it was robust. We, you know, my 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 husband at the time um, was a prolific tap dancer. So we dressed him up like a blacksmith and he tap danced, you know, and it was incredible. And I thought, you know, most kids... They're lucky if they see their sister tap dance in a recital because it's kind of a lost art. So to see this guy that, you know, worked on Broadway and he's here and he's tapping, you know, it's pretty cool. Um, we brought in um, one year we had an evil queen and her husband is like the number. Oh, Dimitri, if I get this wrong, I'm so sorry. He's either the third or the sixth, like top male ballroom dancer in the world. Like he was on the Dancing with the Stars tour and they're married. They live here. They, they have a school. It's amazing. Um, but he did um, a, a ballroom dance with his wife, who was Evil Queen, and he was the magic mirror, and he like stepped out of the magic mirror. So we would do things like that at our princess balls. I wanted to make them as spectacularly theatrical as possible. Um, if we had really amazing live vocalists, of which I know several, like we would have them perform. Um, we had choreography, you know, so all the things you would expect, but plus those things. Um, so we did it. And I remember at the very first one, um, <sighs> 
I remember, of course, and I don't know whether it was like the stress of the first one and not knowing what was going to happen. And we had like 300 people coming and I was just like, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please let this go well. And we planned it out to the T, you know? And um, I remember I came down with a fever the day of the thing and I still had to function. And I've got like this like Maid Marian costume on and this wig and this, you know, and I'm Renaissance fair all the way out and I'm greeting people and trying not get to get too close to them. But about halfway through this event, I, I went to this dressing area in the back and I just lay down on the floor. I was like a million degrees. And I was like, Lord, I hope this is going well. I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I have no barometer on how this is going. And um, I had one of, I had a bunch of helpers that were really amazing. And one of them ran back to the room and I'm laying on the floor and they said, uh, Courtney, come quick. And I was like, oh God, what, is it? what has happened? <laughs> And she said, there's a bunch of moms at the front desk. And I was like, she was like, and they want you to do their kids parties. And I said, what? <laughs> so I was like, what, what is, what is that? What? And I, so I got up and I went out to sort of our big check-in table and there were a gaggle, if that's respectful, a gaggle of moms. It, it was awesome. Um, and they, they had gone to like the front desk of this hotel and asked for computer paper and pens. And they literally presented me with like three or four pages front and back of like, this is my name. This is my child's birthday. This is <laughs> my phone number. Please call me. We want you to do their parties. I had not considered this. This was not a thing that I saw coming. And I said, hold please. <laughs> and I went back into the dressing room because the princesses were on a break and we had all of them there, like 12 to 15 of them. And I opened the door. And a lot of them were in school for theater at the time. So I'm thinking to myself, instead of waiting tables, would you like to maybe? And they all unanimously said yes, unanimously. I'm tripping over my words today. Um, said, yes, yes. And I said, because I can't say yes unless I have people <laughs> to like go. And um, excuse me. Oh, allergies. Oh, you're fine, love. It's pollen just wafting through the window. Okay, so, um, so yeah, so I go back out to the front table, and I say, sure, we would love to do your children's parties. And like literally, I think right after the ball, like that weekend or whatever, I had a website that I'd used for face painting, um, and I just added, we also have these characters, and we were, and here's the thing that happened though, of course. So, we were the first, um. And back then you could not just go like online and uh, get like a costume. You couldn't do that. You couldn't get wigs as prevalently as you can now. You could not, you had to know where to go. And even then your resources were really limited. So here's what we did. We had everybody, but the brand new ones, right? So we didn't have those ice sisters. Uh, nobody did. And I had a costume uh, designer friend and I spent a, a stupid amount of money <laughs> on those first costumes, I mean, thousands, I think it cost somewhere around two or $3,000 to get the first two made, but they were made by hand. They were beautiful. Um, I still have them and they're still, they still hold up. Like they've held up longer than anything else. That, you know, um, they're beautiful. A woman named Carol uh, made them right before she retired from, from seamstressing and making costumes, but she made beautiful costumes. And, uh, 
and we announced that we had those characters and the lid just blew off because there wasn't anyone else in the Pittsburgh area for months that could offer those characters. And so I remember investing, I think in that first year, it was literally Ice Sisters mania. I mean, it was rare anyone, any other character was asked for, which seems really hard to fathom now, but it's the truth. And it was always, always had to be both of them, which is still not always the case now, but it had to be both of them. And I, I would say we had four sets of Ice Sisters in, in, in a couple of months, I kept adding costumes because I was like, we just can't, like, we're the only ones. We can't accommodate. This is insane, like, in a great way. But, like, I thought this is crazy. And the, and um, so we had four sets of Ice Sisters, of which I was one. I don't go out anymore. Um, but um, 10 years ago, I did. And um, you have to go switch when I love because I'm real silly. But uh, I, I was part of that. And I would work 40 hours a week downtown at my creative arts job. I was stepmomming it up. And then I would do like two to three gigs on Saturday, two to three gigs on Sunday and go back to work on Monday. I do not know how I did that. <laughs> Me um, either. <laughs> I look now, I mean, I was looking at calendars from years past before COVID, 36 gigs a month. You know, we were doing seven to 14 gigs a weekend. And I was like, how did I function properly? <laughs> but that's how it happened. I know that's it's a kind of like the most abbreviated version I can give you. But um, that's how it all went down. And um, completely by accident, I never said, hey, I should have a princess business. That would be fun. Um, yeah. And so after two years of trying, like I just told you what my schedule was. Like I would go six months without a proper day off. And I was just... You know, you can't pour from an empty cup, friends. Let that be a lesson to you out there. Uh, because, I mean, and you know this as well. I mean, sometimes you just have these seasons where demand is so great. And you don't want to tell anyone no. But take it from me. You have to sometimes. You have to tell people no sometimes. And, you know, you hate to do it because you don't, don't want to disappoint anyone. But, um you know, even if it's even if it's not letting that gig go, but at least convincing that client, can you do it a different weekend? Like do it if it means that you can keep your health, you know, keep yourself centered and healthy and balanced and all those things. But uh, yeah, I had to leave my full time job because um, I was actually making more doing the weekend thing, which to me was insane. And especially for something I hadn't planned on. Um, and so I do want to I want to circle back to your first uh, princess ball. Yeah, <laughs> because I know that's going to be something that all the listeners are going to be like super inquisitive about because yeah. I get asked all of the time um, if I can create some sort of course or class on how to create a mm -hmm. proper pin princess ball. But for mm -hmm. me, and it's very much similar to what you already mentioned, it's very much a personal thing depending on what it is that you're wanting to offer, how much work okay. you're wanting to put into it how much you're wanting to charge, how your skills are with marketing, what your team size is, what your connections are. So there's not Everything, a one size fits all. You just said. So the mistake I think I see people make sometimes is they will try to carbon copy, say, okay, this is what they did. So that must be how you do that. So I'm going to attempt that. But here's the thing. You can have an amazing event, but if you but 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 use your strengths use what you know look at the talents of your collective group you know if if you have someone who's an amazing actor 
you know, feature high, uh, push, you know, when they're featured, push that all you can. If you have someone who's an amazing dancer, feature that. If you have someone who's an amazing singer, feature that. Um, but you never want to expose anyone's weaknesses because just because they can't sing well doesn't make them a poor performer. Um, there are plenty of legitimate um, princesses that work at the Mouse House who can't sing at all, you know? <laughs> I'm not a singer. I never have been. And I have, you know, I never was a singer. Never. Right. It's, it's okay. <laughs> Just, you know, um, that's completely okay. But there's a way that you can be really excellent with the gifts that you have. But, you know, if you're just organized and, um, you know, you start with, okay, what is the flow of my events from the people coming in to leaving? What does that timeline look like? And then, you know, break it down to these bullet points of what your team can effectively present in a good way. And for me, for my team, that changes from year to year. You know what I mean? The timeline doesn't change, but who is singing that solo or who is dancing that dance or who, you know, um, that's going to change from year to year, depending on who's strong at this or who's strong at that. And uh, yeah, you just use your team's strengths. And I feel like that's always a win. It's just always a win. So I have oftentimes, because I, I personally specialize in like business and the personal development side of the mm -hmm. industry, um, my favorite part is obviously the personal development and mindset stuff, because that just yes. makes me happiest. Um, but I specifically have a lot of princesses come to me that I can tell that the only real reason they're wanting to put on a ball is because of, first of all, their ego. So they're wanting to say, this is my ball. Look how pretty it is. Like, look at how well we did. Take all the pictures. So ego a little bit. It's a little ego driven. And then that also, they think that they're going to make a large sum of money from a princess ball. Um, and I just, I feel like they really underestimate the amount of work <laughs> that actually goes into an event like that. So what would you say then with those girls? That is a really amazing point to bring up. And I'm really glad you did because I don't know that it would have occurred to me to bring that up right now because I haven't done one in two years with COVID. So I'm actually talking to someone on Monday um, about our next one, but um, you, here's the thing. It depends on the demographic where you live, right? So number one, um, where I was having my, my event, um, I want to say that the, we had two tiers, two price tiers. We had like a VIP section and then we had, uh, which came with some special uh, experiences ahead of ahead of the official uh, event happening um, and priority seating and some um, special tchotchkes and things. Um, and then we had our sort of general admission. Um, and I wanna say the general admission is usually around $60 ahead. And the VIP was usually around $80 ahead. Um, the VIP always sold out first, always crazy. Th these are things, because here's the thing. I don't come from a business background. I always came from a performance background. And so I'll get back to that. I'll circle back to that in a minute. But like, like definitely cart before the horse. Because when you're not expecting to have a princess business and then you have one and you haven't set up all the business and you have to do it after the fact, it's it's very challenging, number one. But number two, going back to, um, yeah, so I, I would have people say to me sometimes, um, 
adult people that would say, oh man, you must be making a killing on that princess ball. And I'd say, no, <laughs> no. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, I, I started doing the balls because my, my friend suggested it and I gave in. And then the thing is they had such a good time now that I had clients that were booking us for parties and events and da, 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 da. I felt like, well, I have to have one once a year because they all tell me how much they look forward to it. So that's, that's the reason I keep doing it is because they want it. <laughs> but I will say like to do it well. And I, I very much, I'm just like, I just feel like if, if you can't do something super well, like if you don't have the time, if you don't have the time to put into it, like don't you don't have to have a princess ball but like if you're gonna do one please take the time to just you know put your whole self into it um and i would for months like just planning and um uh logistics and um timeline creative content because we would have a different theme every year which is i think different than what most other people are doing that you know we had like a fairy theme the one year then we had like a a villains theme then we had like an under the sea theme and and i would change up everything which is crazy now in retrospect i was like i'm spending so much money trying to change the theme and make it fun but for me it was really fun to do that so um uh definitely on a tangent okay so <laughs> We love your tangent. We love you. Tell me, Jai sister. You can totally tell. Okay, so, um, so uh, anyway, uh, I will say this: um, the the amount of effort that I put into an event like that, even just, I mean, the months of preparation uh, are the are one thing, which is a lot. Um, like think of when you're doing even like a, a very like super deluxe birthday party, how many, you know, people go, Oh, you're just here for an hour. I'm like, no, this was an eight hour day for me. <laughs> the princess ball exponential, just make that, you know, it translates. It's like this huge event takes months of preparation, but even that weekend just to execute it, you need a team of people to help seat people and to help people get dressed and to know their cues. And, um, uh, just, um, and you know, and you have money, but here's the thing that money goes to the venue. Um, usually half close to half goes to that venue. Um, so even if you're charging what I was charging, which seems pretty good, um, right off the top, half of that goes to the venue. Um, then you have to pay your performers and I pay them well because they deserve to be paid well. Um, and so some years I would go home with, oh, let's see, like a, a, a quarter of what the gross was. I would say that's what I would walk away with. Wow. Which when you think about, and I discussed this with friends of mine at the time who would see, <laughs> would see they would say, you know, close friends of mine, I would discuss this with, and they would say, wow, you know, for what you actually take home after I've seen you do it, they bring their kids, you know, they bring their kids and they, and they'd say for everything that, that has to happen, 
what you make is definitely, I mean, if you broke that down, if you gave yourself an hourly wage for everything you had to do to make that happen, it's minuscule. I think here's what had happened. Cause I was actually considering shutting down after COVID. I was like, maybe, maybe this has run its course. And plus I'd been, you know, we'd still been doing it during COVID, but it just wasn't the same. It just felt strange and so modified and I mean, we were still making people happy, but that sort of magic that's usually there. I mean, when you can't hug people and they can't hug you and it's like, it's so strange. But uh, I, I was really teetering on that fence of like, maybe it's time to hang up my crown for the moment, you know, and that's fine. That day will come. But I was really, I was really considering it. And then I found you and you lit this fire in me that like had had been about to go out for a couple of years and um i was like hey now <laughs> and uh yeah and, and you i was just so motivated again just to have somebody somebody and that's what i was looking for in that facebook group i thought there'd be somebody that we could like would understand and like it would motivate me and I could bounce ideas off and that, that, that there would be this community of like supportive people. But um, uh, as far as that went several years ago, it didn't seem to be a supportive community, unfortunately. It's gotten so, worse, girl. It's gotten so much worse. It's just a whole cancel culture group now. It's, it's really bad. Yeah, it is really bad. And I'll share a little bit without going too much into it of what I've dealt with because it, not because I want to talk about it because I would rather not, but, <laughs> but, but what I know for sure is some of these, uh, women that are maybe in their, the infancy of their business, they are going to deal with it. They are, they just are. And it's a sad fact and I, it breaks my heart, but you know, if anything I've been through can impart some sort of, strength or what do you do in that instance then i'm willing to chat about it a little bit um but i i want to go back to to you for a minute before i lose my dang mind again um and say that um i, I was immediately inspired by you which i hadn't been inspired in so long i've been through a divorce um i had had while I was going through that divorce, the person that was my assistant that I was grooming to kind of be me so I wouldn't have to work as hard, went ahead and started her own business Ooh, with, yep. with my client listing, which oh, yep. if anything makes you want to sort of give up, it's mm -hmm. dealing with that kind of thing while you're going through a divorce. So um, yeah, that was several years ago. And I just remembered thinking, wow, I just, this is a hard time in my life. Right. So, um, you inspired me to remind me why I do what I do because so much of the culture, especially in the city where I am, there's been several instances of bullying with the lo local businesses. And it's unfortunate because, your um when you talk about outsourcing and partnering with other companies like i have tr i tried to do that in my early years i tried i would say look like let's not compete like let's help each other right yep. like if if i have characters and you have characters that i don't have like i can send yours out or if someone's sick i can like let's partner people didn't want to 
weirdly like they didn't want to and i don't know if that's like an ego thing like i'm gonna have my business and it's gonna be great and i don't know but i i what's it's, that it's 100 ego uh yes and um it was so strange to me because i thought well we're living in each other's backyards like certainly we should help each other right and so i would reach out to them and um uh it just didn't go the way i'd hoped so it's amazing advice listeners she's giving you amazing advice like if you can find people that you can positively without any toxicity like partner with delegate to like that is a dream i personally haven't been able to find that in my backyard but um if i could I would absolutely recommend that 100%. Um, I think that's the way it should be. So, and you, you're right when you say that. And I'm sure there are places where that is a thing that happens, and um, and that's wonderful. Um, but um, yeah, and and then the other thing that you gave me was validation. So, whereas a lot of, um, if you're more inexperienced and, um, and you know, if someone's more inexperienced and they're new at this and they're coming to you to learn from the ground up, which is what I wish I'd had, um, th that's one amazing, valuable thing. But for me, sort of, like I said, like 75% of what you say for me is validation because I've already learned about it the hard way, of course. And I wish I'd had you then, but it, it's, it's even, helpful to have validation because you're the first person you're a complete stranger and you're the only this complete stranger is the only person going you did it right good job and i was like thank you because you know that doing this business is a thankless job i think and the thing is not to mention my cast members like they are amazing people they're amazing people but I can only count on my hand maybe twice that someone's actually gone out of their way who's a cast member and said, hey, thank you for everything that you do. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I know they appreciate me and I know they're going to listen to this. So um, I love you guys. <laughs> but you know that it's a thankless job. Yes. And so for me to have someone who gets it, right, who gets all of the pieces say, you go get them like good job i know that, that this requires an extreme amount of energy an extreme amount of like heart and soul and effort and work and sweat and you know and just the managing of people right you've got your cast and occasionally you've got egos there and you've got a i mean that's a whole thing i mean there, there's so many levels um there's working with the clients there's working with your corporate clients there's egos everywhere or just personalities even right because i would say um, we're very blessed in the sense that like, I would say the families and the, the corporate clients that we have, they're so they're wonderful. <laughs> I can't say that I have a problem with any of them, quite frankly, or my cast members, but over the years we'd have a couple of bad apples and they don't last very long. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, my general rule, um, when taking on cast members is the obvious things, right? Like you have to have your own transportation, you have to have some kind of experience, some kind of grace about you that makes you fit this. You have to be, you know, able to do your own makeup. You have to be able to take care of the wigs and the costumes and appreciate all those things. But you have to be, you have to be kind. You ha there are no mean girls or boys <laughs> working for me. 
and there never will be. Um, there's just not room for it. And, um, you know, and that's what I love about my people. They're all extremely compassionate. Um, if I need a little extra help with this or that, or getting that costume to me on that day, they'll coordinate trade-offs between themselves sometimes if I can't get to it myself. I mean, they're wonderful and they're, they're professional, they're accommodating. Um, they work really hard. They really do. Um, and I'm so, so thankful because you know, you're only as good as your team, you know, like I can't go out and be the frog princess ever. <laughs> so when she goes out, her name is Minnie and she's amazing. And she is exactly 150% like that character and the way she talks, the way she speaks. Like, it's just, I fangirl, like I fangirl around my characters. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Oh, I so do. And we had our miracle sister go out for the first time last Friday, our candle gift gifting girl. And I am telling you, when we finally put the wig on her and the glasses, I was like, like I can't. And that's what I know it's right. <laughs> I was like, I can't take it. You know, and then we went and did the party and it was like the most fun time I've had in a really long time. So um but yeah, so I just want to, again, give props to what you're doing. I believe in it wholeheartedly. It is such a non-toxic, positive, real, um, definitely everything that you say is is solid gold. So, you know, those those who are our members are definitely in a good place. I so wish I'd had you 10 years ago. Of course, you know, um, but I'm I'm so glad to know you now as well. To know you're out there. Like I, I was getting so jaded about princess companies. Oh girl, me too. Oh, I, was I getting... started it. I had the same situation happen with you with your former management. The same thing happened with me with mine in Utah. And one month later, after I was going through the court proceedings, I got shingles in my mouth and across my face. It was a lovely experience um, that I would not like to repeat. And I just realized in that time, I was like, you know what? I work so hard to create magic. I work so hard to be the best boss I can be, but it's not gonna stop people from mistreating you. It's not gonna stop people from acting in their own best interest and stabbing you in the back. And I think that there's so many stories of history of that happening with many great leaders. And um, I just, I think that it, it goes to show your character, how you choose to respond and your, your choice in continuing the magic, even when someone tries to destroy you. And I'm personally honored to have been an inspiration to you because you are so phenomenal. You are such a queen. Like it means so much to me. And I completely agree with you and what you said in regards to um, the difficulty in collaborating with other companies. And that is one of my goals of the tr what I'm trying to do with Bippity is trying to create more unity, trying to create more friendship. And um, I have a princess pen pal program, which has been really phenomenal. I've had, I've matched over 50 princesses around the world with friends in their service areas, or even just friends in their country. It's been amazing. And with the Bippity platform, they're very supportive of one another. Everyone hypes each other up. Everyone likes each other's Instagram and follows and keeps up with one another. And um, I started Bippity because of what happened with my former branch manager. I started Bippity because of all the hatred that I was receiving. And it's funny because, you know, out of all the six locations I've managed over my entire career, mm -hmm. 
only two of those locations was I actually able to develop a successful collaboration with a fellow character entertainment company owner. So a third, a third of the locations actually I was able to collaborate with. Um, right. And when actually out of those two, only one of them was actually like ended up being a healthy um, collaborative relationship. The other one ended up failing. So I totally understand with not being able to always find people to network and partner with, especially mm. um, I tell all my members to get out of those Facebook groups, all of them immediately. Unfortunately, um, sometimes your highest successes will completely intersect with your lowest points because that's exactly the time that people who are not rooting for you want to get in there and and make it make it be known and so um it's in those moments that i didn't really have anybody to talk to about it you know which is why i remember when i first found you you have to take that oath yeah. i was almost in tears i was like yes <laughs> must be nice to each other no bullying i love it like it was i was like thank you thank you like do we really have to say it <laughs> like, oh we do we we have to say we do have to say it but i had so much respect that that is that is how you started that is how you begin your relationship with all of your members and i so much appreciate that i so much appreciate that and honor that and value that and respect that and in the past month i have had six or seven uh, princesses come to me for advice on what to do in a bullying situation. I have had princesses come to me from the UK. I have mm -hmm. had princesses come to me from all around the world and all different sorts of situations, right? And I always say, come to me, let me handle it. Let me take care of it. Let me take care of you because here's the thing, no one bullies my members. And I have dealt with all of the bullying that you could ever you could ever like experience in this industry in every single category you could ever experience it in i have dealt with it from performers from managers from fellow company owners from professional cosplayers from everyone and so i know how to professionally shut these people down and i also know when you need to take a step back because the facebook groups they're they're lynches they're mobs they they are witch hunts they are not there's yeah. no point in communicating in them there's no point in being a part or trying to defend yourself. Yeah, there's no point because it's a witch hunt. You can't you can't win that situation, especially when the majority of the princesses in those groups are a part of the lynch mob, right? And also, are, no, yes. yeah, and there's no reasoning with closed-minded people. You can't reason with them because they don't want to understand you. They don't want to think that you're a good person. They want to think what they want to think so that way they can justify their reasons for attacking you. And well, the minute you engage, mm -hmm they say see what you did uh-huh see what she said see what, and you're like whoa yeah so i continue but i'm just i'm validating because yes 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 <laughs> and as, oh you're fine um and as some incredible people once said hurt people hurt people and you know we can't uh, even we all see life and we all see each other and one another from each other's lenses right and our lenses are based on our perceptions our upbringings the situations that we've had and also how we feel about princessing so yeah. other people behave this way we can't try to rationalize or try to understand or psychoanalyze their reasons for hating us or attacking us or seeing us in this horrible lens we just have to understand that they aren't the same type of people as us that's and right. everyone will view you through the lens through which they view themselves first. 
that is so good. You got to surround yourself in light and positivity. Um, and, you know, if you're not, if if that's not your thing, I don't know why you'd want to be in this business anyway. I I don't get that either. I really, that's, that's a whole anomaly I will never understand is like the people that aren't princesses at heart that start princess party companies. Cause I'm like, I just, I don't understand why they would even be passionate about pursuing that. And unless, I mean, there's, there must be an inner child wound that they're trying to heal and that they're not being able to heal. We have to be there for each other. I, I saw such a light in you immediately when I accidentally discovered you on Instagram. And I was so thankful that you exist in the world because there's, it I was thinking it didn't exist. I'm like, am I the only one who wants to be kind to other people who do what I do? <laughs> I was like, must we hate each other? <laughs> it's just so silly. And um, yeah. And so uh, anyway, just thank you. Because what you're doing, and I've, I've told you this so many different ways, whether it's text or whether it's on Instagram, I'm just like, yes, yes, please. Yes, keep doing that. The world needs more of that. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Courtney. I know that our listeners are going to love this podcast interview and the video clip that goes along with it on the Bippity platform. Before we say goodbye, is there anything else that you want to, maybe um, any advice that you'd like to give to any other company owners? Oh, gosh. Um, depends on their, uh, their season of it, right? But um, yeah, I would just say, I mean, being that they're your members is is such an awesome start. Um, as I just to wrap up uh, my <laughs> incoherent stream of consciousness that I've given you today, um, the uh, the 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 information and the validation and um, I mean, like I said, I mean, I still I still learn things from you that haven't occurred to me. Um, so it's a great, it's such a great start having uh, an alliance with you. Um, I can attest to that wholeheartedly because Lord knows if I had someone like you, um, I would have had far fewer headaches and far fewer uh, figuring things out and trial and error and all that stuff. Happy to have done it because I, I've grown a lot and I've learned a lot, but um it certainly helps to to have a coach. And I also love, and I, unfortunately, I'm usually at work when you have the sort of powwow sessions with all the princesses, which is the only reason I haven't been there. I'd love to be there. Um, it just doesn't jive with my schedule. So um, I think that's so important um, to, to be able to see other faces that are kind, that do what you do and they're kind. Uh, like that shouldn't be hard to find, but it is. It's been 10 years for me and it is not happened till now. So I just want to tell you, thank you for that. Um, and also too, um, thank you for offering to, uh, we'll talk more about how you'd like to involve me, but um, I would love to, if I can, if anything that, uh, that any experience I've had professionally can, um, can help anybody else. Um, of course, like I'd love to, help those who who are eager to learn and who are kind right yes queen yes, yes i i will give you the shirt off my back like but just just be kind <laughs> just i love be kind. yeah just be kind perfect okay love well thank you so much for joining me i'm looking forward to our continued princess collaboration and i will talk to you soon
That's wonderful. And I hope we can see each other in person sometime. Yes, I would love that. Also, before we wrap up, where can my members find and support you? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so pittsburghprincess.com. And for those of you who don't know Pittsburgh, it's uh, P-I-T-T-S-B-U-R-G-H. There's an H there. Pittsburghprincess.com is the website. And you can find our social media from there, honestly. So perfect. Yeah. Okay, amazing. Well, listeners, please go visit Courtney and her incredible website and her incredible social media platforms and show your support. Thank you so much for being here and I'll talk to you soon. I'm so excited. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye, Queen. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by visiting me on Instagram at bippityboppitybankrolls or visit me on my website at bippityboppitybankrolls.com. I love and I adore you and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. Have a magical day.